Welcome to Tax and Super Australia's podcast, Tax Wrap, where we share developments, news and insights for all tax practitioners and SMSF professionals. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes and share. We'd love to hear back from you, so send questions and comments, even suggestions for guest speakers, to podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Welcome to the Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 185. I'm your host, Steve Burnham. This is the second uh, podcast for 2019, and just for a little something a little bit different, um, I thought uh, to, uh, I'd reach out and call the Accountant of the Year 2018. Now, the Accountant of the Year is someone called Lee Duffield, who works for All In Advisory uh, in, in Adelaide. Now, the Accountant of the Year Award was um, presented by the Women in Finance Network, so um, it was uh, an honour to speak to Lee, and uh, I gave her a call. Oh, Lee Duffield, how are you going? It's Steve Burnham from Tax and Super Australia. Hi, Steve. Yeah, I'm doing really great. That's great. Thanks for taking my call. Um, no worries. Now, I believe, uh, congratulations, first off, on winning the, the Accountant of the Year for 2018. Uh, that's a, a really good achievement. Thank you very much. That was uh, set up by the Women in Finance uh, Network, which is a, it's a, it's a really good thing to do. Look, tell me, um, yep. you, you're, you're with uh, All In Advisory, which is an interesting name. How did that name come about? Um, there's actually two sort of facets to it. The first is um, the three sort of founders of it. That's our names, Ali, Lucinda and Lee. So that, that sort of makes up the word. All oh, right. Ali, Lee and uh, who was the last one? Lucinda. Oh, Lucinda, okay. Yeah. Um, and the second facet of it is really about our philosophies. Um, you know, we're all, we believe in relationships with our clients. And, um, yep. We give 100% and we're, we're all in. Um, okay what we do so yeah, yeah. we thought, thought that sort of worked together well and, and your firm seems to do a lot of I mean there's SMSF work there's a business advisory uh, accounting work you're straight up sort of accounting work to me it meant sort of that all in advisory was like covering a whole lot of things with, and yeah and I guess that is the other side of it we can we sort of help you with the whole facet of, of running your business and where we can't do it we can refer you on to, to our network yeah yeah okay so winning the award I mean um what do you understand was the the achievements that led to uh, uh, getting the award? I mean, the accountant of the year uh, sounds like a big thing. Well, it is. Of course, it's a big thing. <laughs> what do you um, see led to winning that? Uh, I guess in the, through the like the application process and that, there's there's two sides to it. So, right. being accountants, there's a number side to that one right. um, where you, you have to show growth in revenue from one year to the next, oh, yeah. um, the total revenue that you personally manage. Right. Um, and the other the other one is um, number of new clients that you, you manage and how kind of growth you've okay. had yep. in the last 12 months. Yep. Um, so from our side, uh, well, my side in particular, we had won quite a number of large clients. Okay, good. So um, that helped the numbers, I suppose. And the other side of that um, was more towards your sort of written sort of one where you're more attitude towards being an accountant in the industry as a whole. Okay. Um, some of the successes that you've had in, in the 12 months and and your contributions to the industry and the, the greater community as well. Yeah. And sort of being a, a Women in Finance Award, it, it is tailored towards I guess more gender specific, yeah, and yeah, more around yeah, of course. With all the women in accounting, yeah, okay. 
that's uh, I was interested. I've had a few conversations with diff different um, people out there, and it's, it's always interesting to hear from uh, people working in the uh, uh, tax and accounting industry who are kind of forward thinking. They're not just churning through the numbers. I mean, that, that's important. The, of course, as you said, the award looks at new clients and churning over business and all that sort of thing. You've got to be good at business. But it's good to hear from people about uh, kind of a future-looking uh, take on, on the industry. I mean, what do you see that clients value above all else? Or what do you feel is the trend in what clients are looking for? Look, where we find we have the most success um, is really clients are looking for authenticity and honesty. Yeah. Um, they want us to... To, and I guess like they want us to understand them. They want us to be on their, their journey, their business path with them. Um, they don't want us just telling them what to do. They don't want us checking in just once a year to, to cover off on the compliance. Oh, yeah. It's much more of a partnership these days where, where we are a part of their business with them yep. and we're helping them along the way. Okay. Uh, not not 24-7, but I mean, you, you're always there for them to call upon. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's more than just the compliance, you know, we're helping, we're finding a lot more um, with clients that they really need that uplift in financial sophistication um. in their business. Um, profit for small business is a lot harder to make these right. days. Yeah. Um, and and they need that guidance from us and that, you know, helping us helping them their understanding of their business so that they can then make the correct decisions. Yeah, yeah, I see. Um, rather than just seeing their numbers once a year, maybe, you know, nine months after the fact, um, it's much more about having live data that they can continuously make decisions with. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that leads to the, to the thought, I mean, um, seeing them once a year or twice a year and you sort of, you know, you tick off the, the, this and you, you cover a certain number of billable hours. I mean, uh, it, it makes me think of that approach to billing clients. I mean, uh, what, do you have any view on that? I, in particular, am quite passionate about um, charge-out rates. <laughs> charge-out rates, yeah. I don't think that they um, have much meaning in today's accounting world and I, I don't I don't often see the importance of the correlation between, you know, your billable hours and your charge-out rate and, and your write-off. I, I think there's a better way um, understanding whether you're making profit or not. Yeah. Um, Right. Rather than just wait 
yeah, we've spent these many hours at this charge out rate and you can feel for $20,000 when in actual fact their expectation was 10. Mm. Um, that's an awkward conversation to have. So okay. we would prefer to be open and honest with the client and have everyone on the same. And do you find most, most clients are amenable to that sort of approach? We actually find they prefer it okay. um, because they then are aware of, of what it's going to be and they can make a budget for that. Um, okay. Oh, it's yeah. Difficult. So we're talking about your business clients. Does that work with individuals as well? Look, individuals is probably not. The cash isn't as important, but we would always quote a fee up front. Right. Um, because, like I said, and, and for an individual these days, using an accounting firm that doesn't necessarily specialise in individuals and is doing it, um, because it can, it can be a bit expensive for them. Right, I see. So we don't want... Right. And it was, in, in, in actual fact, because of our, our procedures and our requirements, it's going to be 500. So hmm. we want everyone to be aware of, of where they stand because, like I said, there's nothing worse than having that, that conversation with a client where they're not happy. No, no. Uh, because they've, you've suddenly um, sent them a bill for far more right. than they were expecting. And, and it's they... very damaging for your relationship. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And I suppose... Do you sort of see the relationship as kind of key, not just sort of churning over documents, but uh, I'd, I'd imagine the long-term aim is to have a right relationship with every client? Well, that's right. And that, I guess, you know, that leads back to our, our name and other things that I said, where we are at, our philosophy here is that all in, we are in a partnership with the client. We're there to help them through their, their journey, through their business, and we want that to be open and honest. Yep. Yeah, okay. How, just, just uh, roughly, how many clients does All In Advisory see? Um, oh, the number one is hard to something. It's not small, but okay. You know, we, we've got um, upwards of half a million turnovers. Okay. It ranges from very big to very small. Um, People. And they all do different. Yeah. Like, so they all prefer different, and we like we like to customise our approach to what. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, you'd have, of course, SMSFs as well, I, I saw on the on your website as well. Yeah, yeah, and that, that, the billing with SMSF these days is quite difficult um, because there, there is a sort of a drive-to-the-bottom approach from some firms where the pricing is being driven quite low. All right. But the um, compliance side of it uh, is getting a lot higher due to government um, regulations right. and the new legislation. So SMSF is a really tricky one. Yeah. Um, where it's hard to really recover on it with some firms out there. It, really. It, you just made me think I, I, that that whole three year audit uh, idea seems to have gone away, has it? I, I haven't heard much about that lately. Yeah. Um, it's, that again is a tricky one um, because all that really, it's not going to save the client anything because history years, the auditor were required to just do the same, you know, audit three years' worth of stuff instead of one. Yeah. Basically. The bill is not going to be any different and it, it really wasn't going to save the client as much as what the government was. No, it would. no, that seems to be the, the, the outcome. So so tell me, Lee, um, 
how does all in advisory sort of? I mean, there's hundreds of accounting firms out there. How does all in advisory differentiate itself from the the wider market? Do you think? Um, well, our, our theory on it, and we speak to our clients about the same thing, um, is really having that value proposition. Right. Um, so we've chosen to to specialise in certain areas. So the two that we really go to market with is um, tourism and hospitality, and we have a lot of clients in that space, and we partner with um, industry and sponsors and industry um, organisations okay. for tourism. Um, and the other one we go to um, to market with is our cloud specialisation. So oh, we sure. do a lot of um, cloud advisory and uh, app integration for clients. Yeah, um, yep. And so, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were in the HubDoc top 50 cloud accountants that's 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 interesting. I mean, the cloud uh, approach seems to be the way to go. And from what I've heard is that uh, the clients are really amenable to to looking at that. I mean, they they can look at their things, their books at any time, and so can you. You can log in, log in, uh, and and be at work and have all the documentary docu- documents and files you need right there. You're with uh, yeah. zero. You're with zero. I, I understand. Yeah. So yeah, we use um, zero, and then we use a number of other integrations, um, and. I guess the aim for us is to automate as much as we can for the clients and, and have those integrations in place because we want them, well, it saves them money for starters. Yeah. Um, we've had success in, you know, removing um, work from internal finance offices to move them from being just processing data, basically, to actually having the time to make um, decisions about the business. Yeah. Um, they can actually look at that information and make those important decisions rather than spending 15 hours a week just punching in, <sighs> you know, invoices and reconciling the bank account. That's not value. No, that's no. not adding anything to them. No, no. So that's, yeah, that's the we back- work with them then to, to make that um, back end really run as smoothly as possible so that they can start making the, the more important decisions about their business. Working uh, in uh, in the business rather than just for the the business. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing we're actually finding on that side is with the banking royal commission oh, yeah. funding for our clients, it's, it's a lot more difficult to get. So if they can provide that up to date, sophisticated information with management reporting and that sort of thing, yep. the, the funding is much more likely to be approved and it's easier to obtain. Okay. Then if you know they're just relying on financial statements that were are now nine months old. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and have no real sort of indication of how their business is currently doing, and, and what the future is. You know, the three-way forecasting that sort of stuff is coming much more important. Yeah, and, and that's a lot easier using the cloud-based. And product. actually, I actually hadn't thought of that, but yeah, on the back of the Hain uh, report, I mean. Uh, accountability and uh, ease of uh, doing these sort of uh, transactions are going to become more important, I assume. Yeah, it does. And mm. small business is the one that sort of will end up suffering. Oh, right. Um, so that's where we sort of are trying to help them, you know, grow I, I, and, yeah. and be more, like I said, increase their sophistication. I, I, I really feel for small business. I mean, it's, uh, there's all this. There's single-touch payroll, which is... Uh, now been approved by um, Parliament uh, yesterday to be extended to smaller firms. Um, yeah. It's, um, well, again, as I said, like, you know, Zero and Maya have both announced new products to help, 
you know, alleviate that stress where they'll, they'll have more affordable mm. um, products out there that the, the micro-type business, micro-employer can actually use. That's the right. Oh, I think even the ATO were they were they going to launch an app? I can't. It's important for small business, I think, to to make it affordable and and allow them to continue on. Yeah, and and do what they do exactly. So, Lee, the um, the Accountant of the Year award was uh, uh, from the Women in Finance Network. I mean, yep. what's your view? Um, is your career a good one to pursue for a woman? Um, well, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> It's certainly better than um, um, 10 or 20 years ago when it really was a boys' club. It's definitely better. And there's, there's still data out there to say that there's a, there's a gender pay gap in accounting. But oh, I yeah. do think there is a movement coming through um, where that will change. Yeah. And I think that it's not just coming from women either. There are, there are males in the industry, um, probably more so younger ones that are coming through that are aware of that and are pushing that change as well. Yeah, yep. Um, so, because it, it can't just come from women. But um, overall, like, I, I love my job, I love what I do, and I, you know, I make a, a good career, I've made a great career out of it. Yeah. So, I would, and that's what I think part of the award was where I did speak about, you know, trying to show younger females that are coming through that there is that, that career path available. Exactly. For well, them. Exactly, and, and, and I mean the thing is with cloud computing, when I mean, that just helps, you know, you can be at home and, and still be at work, as it were. And, and yeah, like I, I have a ten-year-old child, um, okay. and it's great. I can take, I can work from home, I can work from anywhere, I can work from any time, mm. um, and everything is accessible. I don't need to be in the office. No, I've no. got everything I need on my laptop, every piece of software. As long as I've got the internet, I can work. Yep. So, and even now, um, I have we have a work phone on an app on our mobile. So people can ring the office. Oh yeah. Uh, and the office phone, and I can answer that from home from my mobile. So people, it is it's really great now, and it does allow that flexibility um, for all parents, not just women. No, no. Um, to be in and out, and a lot more flexible, and it's a lot easier than it especially was. That's so how you really noticed over that time that's improved greatly. Oh, definitely. When I first started, it would be, I had to be in the office. So yeah. if I wanted to do a job, I had to bring her in with me. Oh, she yeah. would come in and, and I'd try not for a sleep or whatever. <laughs> but, um, now I can just take it home. I can do it wherever I am. You know, she's at a, at a sporting event. I can sit on the sidelines on my laptop and work. <laughs> it's um, a- I think, I think one of the challenges, I mean, going forward is to convince the bosses, the CEOs out there, that when someone's working at home, 
they are doing the same, actually same quality work, the same sort of thing that they would do if they were sitting at the desk, uh, but they won't be resenting being it <laughs> behind the desk. Yeah, so but, and that is that is the thing, and I have seen, I have most definitely seen that where people that are working the nine to five and they're in the they're in the office nine to five, whether they're working or not. I don't, <laughs> Who knows? I can't tell you, but you know they're there nine to five. They get more credit than those that are being more flexible but might be working at 10 o'clock at night. Exactly. Um, you know, and answering emails on the go and that kind of thing. I, I do think that there is still a perception that those people aren't working as hard. But, yep. um, I, again, that, that's changing yep. as the younger generation comes through. Yep, and, yep. Um, but it is still something that most certainly needs to be worked on. But it so is changing. Those that are in the office for long hours are the hardest work. Right, right. No, but it is changing. It's just we've just got to be patient, let it happen, and keep on keeping on. Yeah, sure. and, and there are definitely like employees, like uh, all in advisory work, where they are working nights, and that's you know, I don't care where you work and when it is and how it is. It's, as long as the work gets done, it's done. That's right. All right, Lee. Well, uh, uh, Lee Duffield from All in Advisory. Thank you very much for your time, and congratulations again for Accountant of the Year 2018. Luck to you and uh, your team for, for the future and thank you very much for your time.